What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Keith and Mike Watch Deep Space Nine. Today, if you can tell by the music, we're talking about Meridian Season 3, Episode 8. My goodness. So many thoughts, so many feelings. How's it going, Mike? It's going well. This episode is poor knee. Uh, start ah. to finish, front to back. They needed to get some things off their chest, I guess, uh, I, is what it was all I, about. I wish it were porny. It's just it's a lot gross. of It's a lot of close making out mouth noises, which, you know, generally I'm all about, Keith. So if it can, gr- <laughs> if it can gross me out, uh, we've also got a very special episode of Dateline, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, with with Terry Farrell, how could you do you realize how hard you have to work to make it uncomfortable to watch Terry Farrell like make out? Yeah, a lot, a lot of making out. But anyway, you know what? All right, we're that's, gonna that's we're gonna get into it. What we're adjudicating, we're adjudicating the episode, and we have a job to do. We have to watch it anyway, Keith. So here we, we sure are. Do we're gonna we talk about every episode, which means that uh, I, I may have skipped oh. this episode a bunch of times on my rewatches, but I'm not going to. This Can I time. tell you a fun story? Yeah, that I please. Hope, I hope. Oh, God, they don't watch. My bosses don't watch it. So uh, Keith and I were talking off air today. There's just been, it's a lot of work. A lot of things are going on. Busy, busy, busy. You guys are busy, too. I'm not complaining. I'm, this isn't about it. But this morning, I, I haven't had a chance to watch the episode. We always usually record on the weekend or Monday, Tuesday at the latest. Here we are, Wednesday, yeah. day the episode we are drops. Cramming. So we are cramming. Not only that, Keith, I woke up this morning. I hadn't watched the episode yet. Oh, Michael. And I got called into an all all staff. It's not really an all staff. I had to just be, my name had to be on the Zoom. So I was, I had my all staff on one monitor. I had the show and me watching the show on the other monitor. And I had to, you want to talk obsession. I had to make sure that the audio was routed correctly. Lest so they weren't getting Deep Space Deep Nine, Space and Nine. <laughs> my commentary didn't start to bleed over. So I, I did never relaxed. It was always uncomfortable, but we got it done. The screens are here. If if the screens are of a different episode, uh, we're in trouble. But I think it all worked. Uh, so and you're fielding calls. It's but you know what? We're doing it. We're here. It's we're pretty, doing it. We're, we're no here it is. We're we're cramming. So so you're gonna see this uh, aired on the day we shot it. Very exciting. Uh, but we're going to talk about a show that aired almost 30 years ago. But before we do, mm-hmm. we have to thank the people who are supporting this show and can have access to you watching it while working, uh, while freaking out about a lot of different things. I mean, that's good TV. And yeah, you can join it at patreon.com slash K&M. Mike, who's doing it? Oh, Keith, as always, we have our good friends. He's going backwards. It's with Pat. I'm starting with you today. Chris Mitchell. You know him, you love him. He made us figures. Can't, can't, can't say uh, anyone else has done that yet. Colin Dagan, JD Makes, Delusions at Noon, at Grim, underscore toys. Of us. Uh, yes, of us. N- Nikolai Ivanovich, Lobachevsky, Sierra Productions, you know, good old Charles Babbage, Richard Coleman, Wharf's Boot Shivs, and the mysterious Jorge Navoa. almost called him George, but that's not his name. His name's Jorge. Uh, Andrew Hayes. Bren Joshua, oh God, Bren Joshua, Jason Moe, Casey Clark, Brian Coffin, but Keith, I, I did it backwards so that I could welcome officially to the show our yes. newest four pipper, Brian, Captain, Kimball. No, beer sucks. <laughs> we're we're gonna get it right. We're gonna because we we suck. 
Uh, but welcome, welcome very much to the team, Bryant. We're very happy to have you here, and we really, really appreciate all of your support, and we appreciate everybody's support. Uh, and we're gonna have some fun things. Can I tell them? Can the... I tell them? No, not yet. The patrons get to know first. Well, they get to we... see first, but I can announce to everybody. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Guys, d- do you see these faces? Do you see enough of them? That's the question. Would you like to see more of them? Well, Keith and Mike Watch is getting a little sister. That's right, folks. It's a girl, and that girl's name is Strange New Worlds. We're welcoming them. <laughs> it's a party up. Keith, me and Keith made a little... Me- when two podcast hosts love each other, sometimes... They create Wait, a new did, show. Did we make this baby? Is this our daughter? Yeah. Me and Keith are going to watch Strange New Worlds, and uh, we're going to watch the first the one. The show's the, gendered? Okay, the, fine. All right, well, all right. Not roll really, it. It's a they. I don't know. What do you know? So <laughs> we're going to watch it. Uh, the patrons are going to see Keith and I watch the actual episode together on Paramount+. Plus. Thank you, Paramount, for sponsoring. You don't know it yet. And uh, then from then on, you're just going to get a show like this. And it'll make its way to the YouTube, but our patrons are getting it first because we love them. You might think I mean now, but no, because we haven't recorded it yet. But soon, <laughs> Keith, that's true. That, that 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 really didn't Look, turn that, out nearly as effective or as smoothly as I'd liked. Does does anything ever? Well, because we, we got We have to. I have to build the whole look and and uh, and visual interface. We have to build the show. I mm-hmm. I'm writing the new theme song. Yeah. I'm orchestrating it uh, as as always. So and Mike's like, do I get to sing on it? Like, there's no singing in Star Trek themes. He did say that, and I was like, I was admonished, and I then I was like, okay. I mean, there are lyrics to the original series show. The, the, uh, and. Mercifully, they did not sing the lyrics that Gene Roddenberry did. So, Yo, the the Star Trek animated series from the seventies, that one, that is moving and shaking. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, uh, all right, all right. So after after our love child, yeah. maybe our 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 second born love child, you should write the theme for. Yeah, it's gonna sound a little something like this: boom, doom, Great. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, let us please, for the love oh. of God, move forward and talk about last week's viewer ratings for Civil yes. Defense. Now, uh, to recap where we were after that episode, I gave it an 89 because I really liked that episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mike, for a reasons beyond anyone else's understanding, didn't like the episode that much and gave it a 69. Uh, but don't worry, he was taken to the woodshed on the YouTube comments and i appreciate it mm-hmm. chancellor True. jen weighed in with an 86 but winner winner chicken dinner the group rating was an 88.04 which means i am the winner uh we got a uh 75 from jd who was closest to you delusions at noon gave it a 90 john mcwatt gave it a 90 and sans deity who if you leave a super tip, we read your comment, and Sans Deity did once again, and here is what they had to say. I love this episode. It is easily my favorite of the first three seasons. Wow. Anything with Garrick in it is gold, and anything with Garrick grading on Ducat is platinum. 
Just a fun episode I really enjoyed. 97.0188 self-sealing stem bolts. Hell yeah! They are self-sealing. Oh, and go Bruins, don't poke the bear. Hell yeah, we're coming up on game five in the first round tonight. Uh, you know... Well, you, you, you're like, oh, you went to a baseball game instead? You okay. went to, went to like, a leisure activity? I'm Keith, here for a sport. Let me tell you something. Let me, let, me just, let me justify last night's game. Maybe you're not into baseball, okay? But I can guess, if I had to put money on it, and I don't have any, so don't count on it, I would guess you like hot dogs, don't you, Keith? I enjoy a hot dog or two. Obviously. You know what last night was, Keith? Uh. Hatfield! Dollar dog night! At Citizens Bank Park. You know what that means? That means mm. for the sum of $1 bill, you get mm-hmm. yourself a soggy squished hot dog. Why are they soggy and squished? Well, they got to be cannon ready, okay? In case the good old Philly fanatic sticks them in a cannon and shoots them to the audience. Now, those are free, but for only a dollar, you can buy your own. And yeah. we did. The Philly faithful. So I got in line and I had three hot dogs and I was like, oof, that might send me over the edge. The man in front of me ordered 12 hot dogs. Now, yeah, I got there did. a little bit early. He was maybe pacing for the game. Keith, they gave an announcement in the sixth inning. At the sixth yeah. inning, do you know how many hot dogs had been purchased? Sixth All inning. All of them. Sixth inning of a baseball game. There are nine innings, by the way, so this was not a this is not a complete sample. Yeah, yeah. 52,512 hot dogs in six innings. Go Philadelphia. That. That's Go. a lot of hot dogs. I, I had dollar pizza last night. Keith? Delicious. Yeah. The Phillies lost the baseball game, so I'm going to give you a true or false, and I want you to know that your cat's life is depending on it. If you get this wrong, I am going to murder your cat. You heard me. Where did this level Stakes of aggression are high. come from? Stakes are high. Keith, true or false? Phillies lost the game mm-hmm. in the ninth inning. Uh-huh. Were any more... Then one hot dog thrown by the Philly faithful upon the field. <laughs> Did the poor ball girls have to run from, uh-huh. all, from the third baseline all the way to right field to pick up hot dogs? Yeah, boy, I uh, I think you're. It's it's a little easy if the over under is one. I'm gonna say <laughs> over under like triple digits. Oh, we had to dogs. stop the game a couple times, Keith. I think if I had to put my money on it, I might have attended the last. Yeah. Uh, uh, because we've only had two dollar dog nights, and both nights it has rained dog. And well, I mean, what it, were they thinking? The thing that's really sad is that the the volunteers, the ushers, if you will, are are, mm-hmm. are elderly people, and so oh, they're trying yeah. to like scout out and find the people throwing the hot dogs. I, I was like, you got this ain't gonna work. You can't no, give us free happen. hot. You can't give us hot dogs. No, not in Philly. No, oh, I mean it's like it, well, it was like nickel beer night in Cleveland. Almost burned the city down. All oh, right, that has nothing to do with. In the future, there are no hot dogs. That's the good news. Ah, oh, no, that's sad. I, I'm a corn dog guy. No, well, you, when you replicate I a hot dog, I don't think dog. any pigs are hurt. I have a fat soul. All right. Anyway, let us talk about Meridian. We've put it off for long enough. This aired on November 14th, 1994. The top song. Uh, perhaps we were listening to this when we conceived Strange New Show. Uh, was of course. I'll make love to you, my boys to men. Let's let's hear a little jingle. I'll make love to you, or at least I'll pretend to, cause Mike just turned fourteen, and any naked girl was just a dream. Yeah, this was my fourteenth birthday, Keith. 
Oh, that's right. So uh, I was dreaming of uh, anything that would have. I never used. <laughs> this made me laugh this week because uh, they used the word lover, which I find makes me giggle to this day. I'm 42 it's years gross. old. The word lover is so weird to me. Yeah, my parents did too. It was gross. Ew, gross. They used the word <laughs> so lover? Gross. Yeah, so gross. <laughs> In what context? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I know you're listening. <laughs> oh man, boys to love, boys to men was huge in Philly. Still is. They're still there. Uh, we were supposed to go see them last summer. It didn't work out, but uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that was uncomfortable. Uh, now let's talk about the top movie, which was Interview with a Vampire. So good. A uh, fun, fun, good movie. Kirsten Dunst. She's so good. She is. I think She's she steals great. that film, in my opinion. Of, of course she does. Well, because like. It, and I thought the same thing with the Lestat musical, that it's, you know, and I love the Anne Rice vampires. I've, I've read most of them. She's a terrific writer. I, I, it's, it's a very. She's got a show too now. The, the show, the show, yeah. and there's another. It's there's a, a spin-off fascinating show. and exciting world, but it's kind of like dour and like, like uh, underfed white guys brooding, until you bring in the, you know, that that character. Which really just lights it up, light it up on stage, lights it up in the show. Like, oh, so there's something interesting. There's like, it's not just like, oh, I'm sad. Well, so I mean, I think you can boil it down even further than that. There's nothing scarier than Evil Kid when done right. 100%. 100%. All right. So if we weren't watching Evil Children on the big screen, what were we watching on the small screen? Uh, well, Keith, boring week. Boring week for TV, but we'll take a p- quick peek through, if you will. Uh, we had Coach. Man, I miss Coach. I need. I think I want to go back and watch some Coach. I wonder where that could be streaming. That coach. It's got to be on Disney somewhere, probably. Uh, anyway, following Coach, we had NFL Monday Night Football. The Pittsburgh Steelers uh, beat the Buffalo Bills 23-10. to 10. Murphy Brown rocking all new episodes. Love and War. Don't know what that is, but Northern Exposure had a new episode. Melrose Place Party 5 on Fox. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rocking prime time on NBC. The NBC Monday Night Movie was a child's cry for help, Keith. Well, uh, anything else interesting? Nope. Uh, it was a pretty weak TV week of TV. What did I? Am I having a stroke? <laughs> Do I smell toast? Quite possibly. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to bail you out <laughs> and bring us back into the hard-hitting news of the Weekly World's News headline, which was... Well, I'll keep talking because Mike didn't update it, but he's going to do it. Keith, you know what? We It's not updated automatically? Uh, no, because you put it in the folder. Oh, so, yeah, I, I changed it. I changed folder. But, uh, All that's right, okay, because enough. we do Dropbox, so it's that easy. It's that easy. It's how to contact your loved ones in heaven. And, uh, you know, Billy Graham back here gets a lot of FaceTime here on the Weekly World News. We also have some updates on uh, Ted Bundy. Oh. Might have been innocent. Uh, Pro Boxing's deadly little secret of AIDS. Oh, Oof. boy. That actually turned Sex out to be muffins. very, very true. Let's talk about... Let's let's just stay back on the topic. The delicious answer to a hotter love life, sex muffins, and also Bill Clinton's bizarre plan to ban vacations for all Americans in 1995. There it is. Love a love muffin. That's a sex muffin. Maybe there, there might be some of those coming up later. Let's talk about this episode some more and announce that this episode was directed by poor Jonathan Frakes who had last directed The Search Part 2, so they handed this episode to Commander Riker and, like, make this work. Uh, 
And there's some great camera work. I'll give him that. Yeah. This there's episode, actually a couple of shots that I, I, if I didn't know it was 1994, I'd be like, that could have been a drone shot. Yeah. Well, th- there's that great, like, one-shot long take when they're climbing the tree. Tree, yeah. Super cool. This uh, has a teleplay by Mark O'Connell, who last wrote on Second Sight, with a story by Hillary Bader and Evan Summers. Hillary Bader wrote on Rules of Acquisition, and Evan Summers wrote on Battle Lines. Now, let's time. Let's time. Why don't we do some trivial trivia? Now, Keith, waste your time with trivial trivia. Uh, this episode. Uh, there's, you know, there's, there's no gag we won't open to. <laughs> oh, you know it. We haven't even begun the episode Did yet. Someone say gag. Ew, <laughs> Jesus. Get you. I don't know what's in me today, but uh, I could. It, Jen's out of town. That's what's that. That's the problem. All right. So, the oh. the chancellor has fled the building. Uh, so but Mike Keith, is... just so you know, and this is a bit of foreshadowing. The chancellor is making an appearance on the episode today. Oh, fantastic. Oh, fantastic. All right. Oh, and I feel like I should answer this question because I, we, we did get the question in the YouTube comments. Hey, uh, when are you going to fix the uh, trivial triva? <laughs> Never. It's it's canon now. Never seen it before. You saw it the first time. You pointed it out the first time. Did I? I don't think I did. You sure did. Uh, but uh, it is now canon that K&M trivia is spelled with only one I. We have to, we, for budgetary reasons, we had to save it. So uh, it stays as trivial triva. So this episode is based on the musical Brigadoon. Oh, it is? Okay, good. Because it's sort uh, of. Because it's Brigadoon. Yeah, it's basically Brigadoon. Uh this Keith. Also, or is yes. it Brigadoom? It it for our entertainment, yes. Mm, the Meridian set was a reuse of the temple from the next generation episode Masks. And the backdrop is actually a 270-degree backdrop borrowed from Disney. It was originally created for Mary Poppins. Hey, Jim Chimurie. So that's that's pretty cool. I would have sworn that set was, the whole thing was a reuse of that episode where it's all a hologram and they're futzing in and out and they get trapped out oh, there. Oh, they tore down that set long oh, ago. Okay. Uh, they, they build a lot of, like, random sort of, like, villagers like is it primitive is it not what it is it's plywood that's yeah. the uh it's really easy to well do i'm sorry plywood. we're having a thought I, i'll try not to do and do so in the future yeah future. don't think man don't think it's not that's your job to think that's 100 true the aerial view of meridian is adapted from the romulan prison camp in the next generation episode birthright part two do you have the pictures that i put in there uh yeah I do, I, and you not, can see ready to go, but um. how they adapted the uh, the matte painting from one to the other. Okay, hold on, let me get the other one in there. Oh, we're doing, right. we're doing on the fly, y'all. That's great. Oh god, we're so good. Yeah. So uh, from the next gen episode, they basically just painted over a little bit of the camp to make it look a little bit less like a prison. Uh, but the, that's how they save some money, folks. Huh. So you can see it right there on your screen. If you're listening to the to the audio-only version, you just pip and pop into uh, the YouTube here, and you can see how they painted over their own matte painting and uh, saved some cash. Hey, when Keith uses pip and pop, Mike knows he did his job. It's it's uh, it's working its way into the lexicon. So whether I want it to or not, this is uh, by the IMDb ratings. 
the second worst episode of Deep Space Nine all time. And it was filmed on September 21st through September 30th, 1994. It does have one uh, of the best gags of the whole series. You gotta, I think it's, it must must be a huge meme, right? I don't think so. Really? It's not Because it, it's basically the Costanza, the George, right? It, it is a little bit of the Costanza, yes. Uh, so this, uh, yeah. So they filmed it September, aired November 14th. They did their last pickup shot on October 20th, if you're counting at home. And of course, I cannot talk about this without marking the first appearance of the legendary Jeffrey Combs, who will be multiple recurring characters on Deep Space Nine moving forward and a major character on Enterprise. He will eventually play eight total characters on Star Trek. And who was he in this one? Sorry if I missed that. He was uh, Tehran, the creepy uh, alien yeah. guy. Oh, man, I'm kind of sad to hear. Is Do we see that guy again? Because that's a cool character. We we do. I, I don't think so. Um, but hold on to your hat. Eccentric billionaire... Uh, yeah. Sex trafficker? I mean, that. Creepo. Talk yeah. about uh, prescient, prescient. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Epstein of uh, Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, it's all holographic, thankfully. Anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah, Jeffrey. tells me that. Forget it. You know what? Forget it. Don't. don't. <laughs> I, I, I already regret. I already regret bringing it up. Uh, but I don't regret bringing up Jeffrey Combs, who is phenomenal hold on to your hat mike we haven't even we he haven't even great. hit yes one of my top like three favorite characters on all of star trek mm. played by jeffrey combs on this series he auditioned for commander Riker way back at the beginning of next gen now he's being directed by Riker, and was eventually cast by Riker himself that's cool that is cool very very cool i wonder if they uh if they met in the audition room I bet they didn't, but the, you know, in theater at least, there used to be like holding rooms where you could like hang out with folks before, and you can see like, oh, there's like 15 guys that look exactly like me, and uh, I'm never going to get this. All right, so our guest stars this week include Brett Cullen as Dural, Christine Healy as Setlin Rakal, and of course, Jeffrey Combs as Tehran. What do you say we hear everyone's favorite jingle and get into the screening room? Maybe that should be the theme song for Strange New <laughs> yeah, Show. Yes, keep it easy. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Get we your rock the Gino. Get your Rock the Gino in everybody's favorite 90s mug. The music sounds all heroic while Odo and Kira discuss the temperature of coffee. Kira asks Odo if he's ever tried to eat before, which is interesting because he doesn't eat. Odo explains it was unsatisfying because he has no taste buds and naturally messy. Because, the whole uh, what's funny, Keith, is that the the whole like intro dialogue here, I, I've now begun to listen closely because it's usually <clears throat> Uh, either at, at best times uh, foreshadowing, at worst times blatantly just telling you the, the plot points of the episode to come. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is like 
this dialogue sounds very porny. I wonder, well, and then I'm like, oh. The later, as as the episode goes on, I realize that's because it's just porny. Okay, so uh, I, all right, let's 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 break this down. It's going to Mike's head, right? And I know Jen's out of town, right? Mm-hmm. But what we've learned from this dialogue is Odo uh, does not have a butthole. So all of the food he eats no. just leaks out of various parts of him. And Mike... Oh, taste... No, no it's because he's talking about taste buds. And she's like, no, it needs to be a little too hot in the beginning so you can acclimate to the temperature and blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's a little porny. It had nothing okay. to do with his butthole, Keith, or lack thereof. But now that I think I mean, about it... Like, you know, you eat a hamburger and you have no butthole. What's going to happen? Hey, can I tell you a story? <laughs> Using that setup? <laughs> no. Hard no. Oh, I'm not going to tell it. Forget it. <laughs> you're right. I should, you're right. Abort. Abort. Off him. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the founder's goo comes from. Keep going. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. All right. Then, That's her face. Diff- Kira's face when she heard about the butthole. Yeah, he's like, oh, what? Then Jeffrey Combs, Tehran, comes up. Awesome. He's got the hots for Kira. Keith, do you have a do you have a do you have a Tehran custom figure waiting in the satchel just to wait until I saw this episode? Because that's awesome. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely sure there's one out there. And I'll bet you'll get one in my email or on Facebook in about an hour. Uh, he's got the hots for Kira, and she's been ducking him. She pretends that Odo is her lover to try to make him go away. And Odo is, of course, flummoxed. And Tiran is disappointed. Kira doubles down and says they don't need money because they're so in love. And the uh, Odo feels like I did for most of high school. <laughs> Perfect don't screenshot. play with my heart! <laughs> Oh, friend zone, man. We should do a um, whole podcast on friend zone. Total time. like the total friend zone, but also like the like, oh, I'm gonna flirty flirt mm. with the with the safe friend to make uh, the other guy. Uh for hours, heart. man. For hours. Ow, my heart. I uh. just think uh, good old Kelly S. Kelly S. Uh, she, we she was like my she we were on we'd go to the bus stop together and she would like talk about all the boys, but then she would sort of be flirty about it and she'd be kinda of, be like uh, hey, she really made me think You had a shot. <sighs> Did you have a shot, Mike? It was tough. But you know what else made it tough was that her dad was the umpire for for Little League, mm-hmm. and he was he was a prick. So I was like afraid to go over there. She'd invite me over sometimes. So I was like afraid of her dad because he was like a mean umpire. <laughs> this, I'm writing a musical right now. <laughs> I know. God, I've, I've, I I uh, I think uh, I I feel that exquisitely, and I imagine as some of you out there probably do too. Keith, in that musical, there's clearly a song called "Strike Three to My Heart." <laughs> Or uh, to, to, to make a joke from another Star Trek podcast, Mike, you're never getting in the strike zone. Mm. All right. So uh, we, af- after Odo is made to feel like us, we hop on the, the Defiant, which is continuing to explore the Gamma Quadrant, despite the Dominion threat. Dex picks up on some gravimetric distortions. Then the ship shakes, and a planet appears literally out of thin Space, uh, which is a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. Are we going to follow it through and make it an interesting episode? Eh. In Act One, the planet scans them 
and it turns out there's a settlement of 30 humanoids on the planet. They get a call from the leader of the settlement, Setlin Rakal. We find out that the planet is from an intersection, intersecting dimension. Did I do that? No. I did. I did <laughs> do that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had a Mike. I I I know I know it's a it's a cold spot, but intersecting dis- dimension is not as sexy as it sounds. Oh uh, well, yeah, you don't know what I'm into. They get invited down for breakfast, and all the folks on the planet are just blank white people wearing flowy pastels, like always. Actually, no, all the ones who are allowed to talk yes. are bland white people. And then everybody else. Now uh, listen, I know you all think that you're being incorporated into this episode, but only two of you can talk. So yeah. keep your peas and carrots to yourself. And get the blandest two people we can find and make them do all of the talking. Uh, so uh, they start eating a bunch of vegetables, and a dude asks if Dax's spots go all the way down. Weirdly, Dax isn't disgusted by this and says, all the way. Cisco chats with Recall, who explains that their planet has a dual existence. They shift between two... I'm going to take away your your sexy music bumper. Look, I know how, look how Ben is sitting, though. I mean, they're definitely, like... It's amongst def- all those horrible vegetables, there's definitely a bowl of car keys. Yeah, there's definitely... Uh, this is like a Caligula planet. <laughs> oh, if only. Uh, they shift between two different dimensions. In, in the other dimension, they exist as non-corporeal consciousness. But in this dimension, they age and live normal lives. Keith, I like, our, were... I like you as a friend, and I just want you to know that even though I'm giving you all the signs, uh, our relationship is going to stay strictly non-corporeal. Okay? I, I feel fine about that. Uh, and when they return from their non-corporeal time, it's like no time has passed. And that's, oh, that's really point. interesting. I, I bet I can't. I Keith, I imagine it's much more intricate than that. We're gonna have to like really play with that concept. Are we gonna learn anything more about that? Or There's that some it, really fascinating yeah. sci-fi stuff there. Or is it just like, like we about... could just we can't possibly just learn that it's off or on and that's it? And there's nothing more specific to it outside of some well, techno babble. No, but we have we have a a profound love story to tell. Oh. That yeah, we we have to really undercut one of our best characters. Mm-hmm. Who, okay, who clearly wouldn't be, of course, the smartest of them all and would recognize that relationships are not flash in the pan. And also... Uh, all right, well, we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, Dax's we, we, horny we do buddy, snark very well, don't we? Uh, oh, we sure do. <laughs> Dax's horny buddy is only interested in physical pleasures and somehow makes scooping green goop out of a gourd seem oddly sexual. Gross. But Dax's into it and he explains i thought been... for sure starting with the line do your spots go all the way down she was going to punch him directly in the face but that's a hundred percent everything he's doing is like creeper creeper mccreeper uh plus they also inf- imply in many times in many episodes that she's like that she, uh they curzon dax is not curzon dax yes Jadzia Dax is very, um, you know, flirtatious and and potentially getting with a uh, bunch well, of I, different I, space peeps. Yeah, no, and and let me like it's not like she's hard we, up for it is what I'm saying. Be, before we get into all of this, like let me be very clear: 
if she just wants to hook up with this dude, great. Yeah, 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 like, cool. Th- like, there's, we are, we, at no point are we going to be, like, slut-shaming or not no. be sex-positive about this. It's just that this guy is gross. He's so gross. Why does she like seeing him? And he's like, let's go climb a tree. Because that's how you get in the pants. Okay, I was like, let's... hey, baby, let me scoop that gourd. You know, I've been non-corporeal for 60 years, and I'm ready to go. So gross. <sighs> Somehow, back on Deep Space Nine. Okay, the episode can't get grosser, can it? Uh, honestly, I find Tyrone less gross than that guy. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Than Doral. Like, make me a porn bot of Kira is pretty gross plot beat, but okay. I mean, it, it, he, he's gross. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, he doesn't make my skin crawl. Back on Deep Space Nine, Tehran exits the Hollow Suite and orders a drink from Quark. Quark assumes that he uh, time out completed. Sorry, I'm, I'm. This is gonna be. I'm in that mood today. Oh, As we often point out. Check out the amazing monster design slash costume of the background extra yeah, alien there. Super cool. That we're not even going to get an in-focus shot of. Super, super cool. So, uh, he, uh, Tyrann exits the Hollow Suite early, and Quark assumes he uh, <clears throat> completed the program. And uh, Tyrann is annoyed and says, no, the program was boring, boring, boring. So Quark asks if he wants to try a different program, something more, you know, unique. He offers a picnic, but Tehran wants something more private tab. Like a gimp. <laughs> you mean a geek? Both. No, a gimp isn't the gimp, the, like, the thing, like, when you have, like, a, a sex slave all wrapped in leather, like, that's, like... It's not a geek? Face. No, geek's that thing, that circus freak that eats the chicken head. Oh, it is a gimp, like, with the... All right. Yeah. Hey, what about a, a gimp geek? This is... This is going to be the show that finishes us. Uh, if we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, thanks for joining us. This has been Keith the Mike Watch. Deep says, and I will check you out next week where we'll try to get through an episode in its entirety uh, without... Oh. Uh... Oh, I'm going to barf back. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, power through. Uh, He wants a... so Tehran wants a custom program. He doesn't care that it's expensive. He wants Kira. And Quark is going to need to scan the real Kira in the Hollow Suite to make it happen. So he wants to deepfake Kira. Uh, And Jeffrey Combs is so disgusting and great in this performance. 100%. Um, so, you know, what's what's weird, the story of this is actually very prescient mm-hmm. in yeah. this. If only they treated it seriously and not as a setup for a gag. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, with the deep fake stuff, with because we're definitely coming to it. You know, like we're, we have, there's an interesting discussion to be had about consent mm-hmm. in this context. In the digital deep fake, con, you know, like what... Where is the line of consent when you can do all of this kind of stuff? That's a great, fascinating, technological sci-fi question. Eh, are we going to do that? Nope. So uh, we go from uh, disgusting Jeffrey Combs to the somehow creepier Dax's buddy, Doral. But I can't 
put my figure finger on why he's so gross to me. He does explain that his group are a descendant of an expedition that discovered the planet. And their population is dwindling because they can only reproduce in this dimension. And that their time in, in non-corporeal form, or their time in corporeal form is dwindling. They only have 12 days before they shift back for 60 years. So they're eventually going to wink out of existence permanently. You know, if I had to put my finger on it, Keith, and this is probably an oversimplification, I think it's, they could have potentially, and, you know, we'll talk about it more later. I think they potentially could have worked, focused this storyline, if if we're really going to go for, like, the love at first sight type of situation. Maybe if they had just made him less sexual entirely, right, and had it be much more of an emotional connection, but from the jump, they kind of make it not it's so like subtly sexual. Dog. Yeah, and I, I... He's like humping her leg. It's so very... He, it feels very dude wrote this, right? Oh, for for sure. And, and I also think... And, and Once this again, is not, we're not prudes. Uh, I I totally get no, 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 that's like, part of it, but they they could have that that is kind of a no brainer. That and the less interesting of the few things, but I guess TV sex sells maybe. Well, it would, and and this and, and this is absolutely no shade on on Brett Cullen, who is a perfectly yeah. legitimate actor. I think I mentioned later some of the stuff that he's been in. He's is a very good actor, but there is. Not just zero chemistry. There's like negative chemistry. Yeah, it's, it's. It's. I wonder if they just can't. If if part of the casting was not. If chemistry wasn't the, uh, the casting wasn't on the chart. Right. It wasn't. That wasn't what they were particularly interested in. They just had him come I, in. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I I think they clearly didn't put, read together. No, no, because like, and and he as an actor is not. Like he's he's a, he's a perfectly attractive guy and he's a perfectly good actor, but he's not sexy. So it's really and so it's it's sort of forcing sexiness onto a thing that doesn't have any. We could and we, maybe we're maybe, maybe Keith and I are just that's what we're we're not feeling it. Maybe you are feeling it. Let us know. It is the second worst rated episode in all of Deep Space Nine. So I I feel like we're probably in the majority. But if you are in the minority, let us know. Leave us a comment yeah. below. I'd love to hear from somebody who thought this was not as gross as we did. So, uh, anyway, they're going to wink out of existence permanently, please. So, Cisco tries to find a way to help them stop shifting so much. Is there a, is there a why, by the way? Do we, like, aside from Technobabble, is there, like, a... They're just sort of... Uh, no, just, like, the, the, the sun's corona and blah, oh, blah, blah, and who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Cisco uh, ends up playing some ball with some kids. It's also vaguely creepy. This episode is weird. So, uh, in Quark's... Uh, Quark tries to fool Kira into the hollow suite by pretending that she is the one millionth customer and she wins, of course, free hollow suite time. She's excited because she's never won prizes. Um, but this is this is cool. I mean, like, when could she possibly have won prizes mm-hmm. like during the occupation? Um, Frakes, like, did you ever Frakes, win a prize? Has, some, Frakes has some great setups and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it looks great. I did win a prize, Keith. It's, it's a great, great story, actually. So when I had first met Chancellor Jen, uh, she was doing a production of My Fair Lady, and I went to see her. She invited me to see her, and I was – it was actually high stakes. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit because nothing in the early stages of a relationship is a bigger turnoff if, is that you finding out that the person you're with is not talented. 
Um, so, like, had she not been good or just been, like, hard mediocre, I feel like I would have judged her for that, <clears throat> as hard as that is for me to say. I, um, well, you're, you'd be setting yourself up for a life of pretending. <laughs> but, of course, it was quite the opposite. She was mesmerizing, and she made me, you know, like her even yeah. more. Not the point, though, Keith. At the, inter- at the intermission of that, it was at a dinner theater. It was at uh, Westchester Broadway. Uh, I huh. at, at intermission... I won the 50-50. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I had never won a 50-50, never even played a 50-50 in my life before. Did not know that generally one, because they're raising money for the theater, one donates their winnings back to the people. I didn't know that. Mike's like, hell no, I'm poor. I was like, I just made $410 or whatever it was. And so, like, as and they clearly expected me to do so because they were the MC or whoever was uh, was like baiting me back, and they're like, "What did anything you'd like to say? You know, like, what are you gonna do with the money?" And I was like, <laughs> I, I, "I'm buying an Xbox." I was like, uh, "Mr. Frosty," I said something, of course, very uh, uh, you know inappropriate for Mike is disarming, and then I just like tr- trotted back to my seat, and then later Jen's <laughs> like, "Oh my God, you're the first person who's never given it back," and I was like, "Duh." <laughs> So yes, what Keith, a great first date. Yeah, I have won a prize. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, uh, I, I I won two prizes when I was a kid. I won $25 in free movie rentals wow. from my local video store, VHS Tapes Kids, which in, in Vermont in like 1989 went a long way. Uh, so I got, did that. And then I won also on VHS a copy of Batman Returns on VHS. So My two favorite stories is, uh, real quick, Jen had a friend on The Price is Right who won the car and then oh. ran and slid on his knees to like do a big thing, and someone opened the door and hit his face with the car. Uh, and it's on TV. <laughs> is that on YouTube? I yeah, somewhere. Uh, and then my uh, this dude I know, Kevin, was also on, uh, was either, was, I think it was Price is Right. Anyway, he won two motorbikes, two motor scooters or whatever, and had to sell them both just to pay the taxes on the motor scooters. Pay the taxes on the thing. Of course, yeah. It's always that way. It's like, hey, it's a new car. You owe $8,000. All right. Uh, Where are we? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Kira says, thanks for the free stuff. I'm going to give it away because I hate hollow sweets. Quark is foiled. So on the Defiant, they've discovered that modulated gamma bursts from the sun right before the planet shifted. You know, Keith, after uh, a dollar dog night, I have some modulated solar bursts, too. Are are they that modulated? No. In fact, it's a good thing Jen was out of town. <laughs> wow. This is this episode, man. I'm, I, I'm so sorry. It's the getting world. the analysis it deserves, I think. Yes. Well... Maybe this can solve it. They plan to send a probe into the sun's corona, but all Dural wants to do is send a probe into Dax. And is he supposed to appear charming? Because he is not. They send the probe, and the effect looks great. And Dax and the Creeper decide to go to the Bone Zone (laughs) while they wait for the probe's information. Terry is holding up so much of the weight here because zero chemistry is happening. And she is, if, if you want to see Oscar with Oscar winning, holding up my half of the chemistry and throwing it up against a wall, this is what's happening. A tree. Yes. On some AstroTurf. Uh, 
So uh, we head back to the planet and we hear some backstory. He's got a dead wife and a desire to climb a tree rather than count spots. So Dax is afraid. Well, of this ice. is where if you want to get into it. All right. This is where it really lost me. Not just because of the lack of chemistry, but here's a dude who's been scooping. He's been sniffing. He's been everything. And she's given every sign. She's like, yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah. And rather, and then they're like, yo, we got 20 minutes free while we're waiting for the probe to do In the babble. 12 days you yeah. have before you wink out of what? existence we're gonna for 60 go years. Who? We're going to go hiking? Are you kidding me? Are they going to do... Oh, boy, the long guys are here. Sorry. Uh, Fine. Uh, we're going to go take a hike and climb a tree and sit there and... Con- they Just do what you got to do, man. Uh, Mike, we have 47 minutes to fill, and we can't show you the, the la- bit box. The last minute and a half, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he's, been, he's been non-corporeal for 60 years. It's not going to take up I, much film, Frank. I don't so know if he's going to get a minute and a half. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, it's like Mike and his aerial towel. Look at them sitting in that tree. Like, nothing could look more... Uncomfortable. <laughs> it, you know, that, that shot is perfect. It's just like, okay, are we doing this? All right, I'm, I'm not uncomfortable. Oh, we're pretending. However, that shot, Frakes' tracking shot, it was clearly a dolly shot where he climbs them from single take camera down low they climb the tree camera goes up to the tree level then spins out and shows the whole valley well you know frakes in that production meeting was like well if i get this is what i got to work with i'm gonna make it look good at least it looks amazing it does it yeah does. i mean it's it's really really cool uh dax is afraid of climbing uh but uh climbs with him anyway my lack of interest in this story allows me to admire the terrific single shot of frakes does the g i talk about it uh, they climb back down to where we see a spy shot of them walking through the park. Frakes is working so hard to make this interesting. With all due respect to Brett Cullen, who is a very respectable actor, who is do- who is still working regularly, including such legendary films as... Oh, God. If you're not, if you're not watching this on YouTube... Uh, yeah. Ah, excuse me. Sorry. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, hey, you know, uh, we found the hot dogs. <laughs> I've never seen a more on Keith. You and I have made out before, and it was it was better than this. It was like on stage, kids. Yeah, everyone, calm down. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess there's some important context. We were acting. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The beard was but, weird. The beard that. I, I once got once got asked by some kid after seeing me in a in a, a different musical where I also made out with somebody with, a, with it was a dude and asked like what's it like and I'm like it's exactly like kissing a somebody female but stubble yeah it's weird is, is surprising that yeah it's it's exactly the same except for stubble stubble was like huh mm-hmm. anyway so he's like literally like eating her face at yeah, this particular moment it. in the screenshot. Uh, but he's he's a good actor. He was he's in the not Dark throwing Rises. away his shot. <laughs> that was his that was his pre-beat. <laughs> he was also in. He was Thomas Wayne in the Joker. Uh the Joaquin Phoenix one. Um, you know, anyway, John Frakes. I think we need another take at this. I don't think anybody is interested. Like, no, you're right. If if 
the actor, if Brett Cullen were interested, at least that would come through. Even if, the, like, n- nobody's having a good day right now. Uh, anyway, the score was good. So, uh, after they do the, uh, the, the kiss, he uh, rips some soggy berries out of stagnant water and feeds them to Dax. Then they make out, and then uh, they, uh, they, they done did it. So uh, later, Doral and Dax do some post, post-coital technobabble. Whatever they're trying to do, it's not working. Cisco mm-hmm. calls and says, we got the probe deeper into the sun's corona. Keith, this is and us d- watching the episode. <laughs> Doral prevents himself from saying he also got his probe deeper in. Cisco teases Dax. He clearly knows what's going on. So, uh, Horndog Doral wants to ignore the plight of his entire planet going out of existence to go for round two, but Dax says, uh, work before play. They've got, they've been working out for a while, and Dax found some very interesting technobabble. She figured out how to keep Meridian in the universe for longer. Mm. Uh, I bet she wishes a few things were longer. So, uh, back on Deep Space Nine, Quark is trying to take a hollow image of Kira, and Odo and Kara, Kira catch him. He's not a subtle perv. I think Quark would have had seven, di- seven different ways to do this without getting caught, but perhaps he wants to get caught. Mm. Because he does that terribly. Uh, but I think, I think somewhere deep inside, Quark is like... Uh, I don't feel good about doing this, so maybe I got caught on purpose. He pretends he was doing an ops simulation on the Hollow Suite. Uh, I mean, I would love to play that game, naked or not, because that's uh, Odo was like, "Are they all naked?" Either way, I kind of want to do that simulation. Sounds fun. So we head back to Meridian and Jadzia, and uh, is he gross because he's so boring? Is that what's wrong with him? No, but you got to give Frakes credit for this shot here. Let's do a reflection shot. If let's let's like make it artistic, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, they they did it. I mean, good good job. Uh, why do I feel so much revulsion? I literally wrote all of these things down as I'm watching this episode. Um, I don't think I was revolted, says, revolted as much as you, but I was just like, we get it. What is it? I kept asking myself, is this the plot of the episode? Like, when is the plot of the episode coming in? And then I realize, oh, no. This is the plot of the episode. There is no plot. Yeah. Yeah, This is it. Uh, Luckily, And also no stakes because, uh, whatever, no spoilers. When he's like, I'm going to come to you. And then she's like, I'm going to go to you. I was like, no, you're not. None of those things is going to happen. So, like. No, but all so we're going to do is, Either it's going like, to blow up and they all die, or she can't go for X, Y, or Z reason. We'll talk about it at the end, but we're just going to, like, do this character dirty with this stupid decision, stupid plot. Anyway. <sighs> so mad. Um, Ajedzia says she's found a way to equalize the time between the dimensions. And he's like, I'm going to build a house for the two of us, Ugh. which is weird on the first date. Uh, it's it's a little, little aggressive. I'm gonna build can, this, but I guess house. if you can only date like every sixty years, you might as well like get it all in. I mean, sure, but like, why is she into this? I don't. What? I mean, I understand. I mean, we completely. don't. We don't know what he's working with, Keith. So, 
okay, but fine. Like, like her wanting to like go to the bone zone with this guy. Sure. What the hell? Why not? But what has he done in any way, shape, or her? to make her fall in love with him. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, it actually raises one interesting question. If this episode as an entirety, right, if the Hollow Suite is as interactive, let's say, as I'm being led to believe, yeah. then I don't really ever really need a, f like, a sexual partner, right, isn't as important in my life. Yes, you want to find some love or whatever but even even ben didn't he meet didn't he fall in love with a, a, a hologram at one point earlier yeah, everybody does it's yeah. like a, every, so every... Like, why, why would i give up my whole career my life and everything for a real guy when i could just like if you really needed that bad dax you could simulate it or you but know even so... if you but but even if you did why this guy <laughs> keith's like i'm right here terry i'm <laughs> I'm right here in a basement in New Jersey. I'm overweight, but I've got a lot of action figures. You know podcast. you want this. Oh, good God. Okay, so he's so they're like, I'm wait, at this point he's going? He's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um So uh she gives him the bad news, however, that she's not gonna be able to fix the problem before they shift again for the next sixty years. He offers to stay in our universe. And Jedzia for reasons beyond my understanding, is thrilled by this. Poor Dax. Oh. Ah, so the next act, the leader of Meridian goes up to Doral and Dax. She's super excited. They can start planning to build the community again. Imagine when she got cast in this. She's like, man, I have a consequential role in Star Trek. And no, you don't. You don't do no, anything. You don't. you don't mean anything. So, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm going to be an alien, right? Going to have some really cool effects? No, we're just going to give you really pronounced crow's feet. Yeah, and like a Mennonite do, hat. Do, do, do you have to? Do you have to do yeah. the, it? So the, it's not going to be like a forehead or like no. a, just, just crow's feet. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. That's, that's nailing it now. Uh, but do I get to be a bad guy? Because everybody on these off-worlds are bad guys in the episodes. Right. That, yeah, am I going to at least get to see, choose some scenery? No, no, no. You're pretty milk no. toast. Are you going to have any point of view whatsoever? No. No, no. no. Okay, great. But Frakes get to meet Frakes. That's true. That, I, that's That's cool. Uh, back in the Defiant, O'Brien and Dax discuss the situation. Bashir's pretty cool about it, uh, only saying that uh, Quark will be devastated. So, so that's interesting. So, mm -hmm. Bashir's reaction to Dax leaving, that Bashir has clearly accepted the reality of the friend zone mm -hmm. and is now uh, no longer pervy Bashir. So, congratulations, Movement. no longer hey, pervy you Bashir. Move the needle, buddy. See, there it is. Doral comes in and says... You know, that face I'm, he's given right now, Keith, to her new boyfriend is definitely the I'm over it face. It's definitely like, that's the guy you choose mm -hmm, over me? Mm -hmm. I know I'm a little annoying, but like I have a personality. Like, I'm not a Ken doll with crow's feet. He's like, could you guys wait till I leave the room, please? Thank you. Uh, uh, he, yeah, Doral comes in and says, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm gonna, gonna leave with you. No, he comes in and says, "I have to go." He he is, he literally walks in to announce that he has to go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, gotta have another scene with yeah. the fire. Gotta get more of this fire on the screen. I, that clocked that too. He was like, uh, "I've got to go." And she's like, "You just walked in." Uh, <sighs> At least uh, this guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's got a 
take care of some stuff before he leaves, saying goodbye, clearing his browser history, the usual stuff. So later, Quark tells Turan that he's going to get the final information with a decryption device uh, to get Kira's info. Turan says, I'll pay for it if it works. He's all impatient. So Quark plugs the device into the computer, which of course triggers Nat Odo to catch him immediately. And Odo tells Kira that Quark has scanned her uh, whole file, and he asks if he or she would like to arrest him. He scanned, we also see I'm not gonna say the it. sticker on the back of the iPad is rubbing off. Kira's got a better plan. As opposed to dealing with the... Sexual deviant? Uh, Spying? Yeah, or... Voyeurism? Like, like uh, there's definitely a consent issue, definitely a uh, theft of private information. Enough that privacy he's, issue. He's, should we arrest him? Or would you like the pleasure of arresting him? We finally got Odo. For, you know, we've done uh, arms dealing. Right. Child's play. But we got him being porny now, so that's arrest-worthy. Well, but, but but also, like, a, a pretty serious breach. 100%? Of, of of trust and consent and something that should be taken uh, with a, a pretty level, pretty high level of seriousness. Or we could we could make a funny. We could gif. just do a prank. We Let's could do make a, a funny, funny prank. gif. We could we could Photoshop his head on me and make a funny gif. Yeah, that's definitely great. Love the message of this whole show. Back on the planet, Dax talks to Durrell, who is distracted. It looks she like a rainforest tell. cafe, doesn't it? Remember those. Yes. Yes, it does. I never actually went into one of those. Mm. Like, I've seen them in the mall, but never actually gone to one. Well, I have an idea, Keith. Oh, road trip? Order the shittiest food you can find on in uh-huh. your in your uh, Grubhub, and then uh, uh, take out uh, $85 and crap on it. There you go. Experience okay. made. Put some plastic plants around me while yeah. I'm doing it? Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds fun. Uh, So... Oh, yeah, yeah, So Doral's distracted. She can tell he doesn't want to leave Meridian. He's worried about his people. Mm. And Dax says, you need to stay. So she offers to go with him. This is where they really lost me. She's got a plan to use a transporter buffer to get through the whatever, whatever. What in God's name is Dax doing here? What have they? What have the writers of this episode done to the character of Dax? It's utter nonsense. So Cisco tracks her down to figure out what's going on. She has requested a 60-year leave in Starfleet, and he gently asks if she's gone utterly insane, uh, which uh, she has. He's supportive, but he's going to miss her. It's a well-acted, horrible scene. And uh, you can also see her spots are rubbing off on her collar. Uh, this scene, it's a, it's a really... It, it, it's a beautiful, well-acted scene that if this, the situation made any sense whatsoever, would be cool. Well, listen, I, I agree with you, but for a different reason. I I feel like the plot is the plot, right? That you're constrained. You have to – it is what it is. This is the plot. This is what we've tried, chosen to do. So they are performing their best within the realm, and I think it's a beautiful scene. But yeah. – I, I agree. But – my reaction is actually with my problem with the writing is not the situation we're in because you can't change that. It's with the way they wrote Ben actually. Because if you think back, I'm thinking back to the episode where she's playing Klingon and she goes off to fight the war, right? Right. He gave her more BS for that 
he fought her on that, eventually let her do what she had to do, but he gave her a more uh, counseled fr- friendship uh, urge well, to not go do that than he does here. This I feel like he he could almost rectify our problems with the episode by actually doing what you said. I don't think he says she's batshit here at all. He doesn't he barely he barely gives her any resistance whatsoever. I feel like if he had given her the business here, we'd be like, okay. And she could then take the opportunity to explain her what this love is and why it's a once in a lifetime and I've lived a thousand lifetimes, but this is the first time I've felt this way and I have to pursue it. Okay, at least then we could buy it, but no, we had none of it. He's like, no nah, right. None of it. Yeah. No, no, no. Well I, I I think I think two things. Um one I think he gave her more shit about, you know, going in the Klingon thing because she was going to go and commit murder. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that, that you know, she's just going to go wink out and do non-corporeal bone zone for 60 years. It doesn't actually, from Dax's point of view, it's not that big of a, not committing a crime. Um, but I, I think your your point about that, if we had any, any point of view from Dax about why the hell she would want to do this like what like what you just described there would have made some sense but mm-hmm. if I'm him I would be like scanning her to see if she's been taken over by some alien presence is there a chemical that's influencing her decision or explain because of- like why she's important like it's not just you know I, as a friend I hate to lose you as a friend but also you're pretty important to the station and you have a big mission with Starfleet and you're important What you're giving all of that up and but but it just it makes no sense like i would think she's freaking actually literally possessed by something to make this decision and we never even like just like oh okay yeah i also like when he's like i'm gonna be a great grandfather next time you see me i was like no you'll be dead as hell (laughs) you don't know uh all right um so uh we go back to ds9 quark has the program finally ready and tehran is excited he might even buy the program if he likes it, which is interesting here. He's not even getting the IP. He's just getting to use it once. Um, and uh, he heads into the hollow suite and walks through some curtains until he sees an only partially clothed female body on the bed. We pan up slowly to discover it has Quark's head. That's the way to do this. Uh, so behind the scenes, um, it's not uh, Nana's body we're using there because uh, to wear the fake blue screen head for the replacement, she she uh, has claustrophobia and already has such a horrible time in the Cardassian episode. She's like, nope, nope, nope. Get a body double to wear the blue head. Which, of course, why wouldn't you? <sighs> so <laughs> glad we dealt with this seriously. Tehran is furious. Quark is confused. Kira and Odo gloat. End of that story. We head back to the Defiant, and Dax kisses Bashir goodbye. She's got 47 minutes left before the shift. She beams down to the surface. Doral is waiting for her. He saved her some more swamp berries. So, that's all the goodbye, Dax gets. Yeah. Like, ah, bye, peace. You don't even call back to the station. You don't say goodbye to, uh, you know, Takira or Quark or Odo or any of your other friends. Bone zone. <sighs> so the Defiant watches as the planet starts to pass back through the dimensional fold. 
But on the surface, something is wrong. There are seismic activities, and everyone but Jadzia starts blurring out. They all disappear, leaving Jadzia alone. Turns out, the uh, the transporter, who, who the hell cares, uh, didn't work, and Dax is destabilizing the Matrix. She's serving as a dimensional anchor. She wobbles around in some embarrassingly bad special effects, and then they beam her out. Uh, really cool idea if they could have made a story about it, but they didn't. The sci-fi of it's cool. Uh, later, Cisco says the planet shifted okay after you left, which she wouldn't have, you know, asked after they beam her out, like, did everyone survive? Did I blow up a planet? Nah, I'm just gonna go sit and wait for him to tell me later. He leaves her alone. She is very sad. And she, go, go, go back one. That's what I looked like after I watched this episode. Oh, really? Because I looked like this one. Hold on. I might have to go back a few. Excuse me, but just trust me on this. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that, this was me. <laughs> yep. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Let's do a vocab quiz before we... And now it's time this. for Mike and Deglio's Star Trek Vocabulary Quiz. All right, Mike, what is a gravimetric distortion? Oh, you know what that is. That's that thing that, you know, makes you wink out and you can only bone zone every 60 years. Sure. What's a modulated gamma burst? Oh, yeah. Well, I- I'd show you, but uh, we we want to be monetized. Okay. Fair. All right. Whatever. Let's go to the aloe. Let's come along home. Move along home. Okay, uh, attention Bajoran workers, it is time to talk about wormholes in the plot. Wow. And how will much, Mike how ever much... remember to take out the previous thing before you put the new thing so it looks good? So it looks good. Um, should we even waste our time on this? I mean, <laughs> there's no plot. Well, wormhole, I mean... <sighs> There's, I mean, there's so many sci-fi ramifications of this. Once again, it's like, oh, we can. What is the non-corporeal form? What, what, what can we do with that sci-fi of that? The, uh, the AI, the deepfakes. Uh, first of all, do you really? Why do you need a scan of the person to like make the deepfake? Like, isn't there that? that I was like, do they really? Like and can't AI do it? Like, is well, you have to take a, a Polaroid of her from six feet. That's in order to do a hall suite. That seems very. Uh, I mean, like, I get you're doing like a 3D scan, but they're basically just doing like the facial app on your iPhone. Yeah, just that uh, that whole thing. Like, I liked the idea of it, but that there's so everything's a wormhole. The whole the episode is a wormhole. Nobody's acting like they should act. It doesn't make any sense. We don't ask any questions of those people. If you can only blink in for like a couple days every sixty years, what what else is happening on that planet? Like, well, there's so many questions. Well, the planet but... doesn't exist. It, the planet no. is going with them. No. Yeah, I mean the the sci-fi of the intersecting dimensions and having to like how do you keep the thing like all that's really interesting. There's a great episode to be done about that. It's just not what we got. The wormhole for me is about the characterization. 
it's it's what the hell is going on with Jadzia to behave in this absolutely absurd and non Jad like who is this character? Like Terry Farrell does not play Dax. The pro- the, the maddening part is that there are solutions to these problems if you were if you, like okay, we've got these we've got all these techno babbles. We got this burst and this this field and blah blah blah. Maybe it's affecting the symbiote. Maybe it's it playing tricks or or do something if you're going to make it comedic do something take the entire plot of Brigadoon make it have that one crazy character who's like chasing the other person and trying to make them love me and about you know there's i don't well, know well and and no i mean it's it's just that they they just turned Jadzia into this like oh flutter flutter look at that cute boy like which is completely not at all like the strong intelligent mature experienced uh fun character and just turned her into some like flibberty gibbet ingenue who has absolutely no personality no desire or interest or thought and nobody and and nobody even thinks to question it everybody pretends that this is normal behavior for dax it's just it's it's so it it treats the character so badly. I consider this non-canon. Wow. Okay. Because it makes no sense with the Dax we've seen before. It makes no sense with the Dax we're going to see later. All right. Best moment. Well, I mean, if I had to find a silver lining, I would say I like the scene with her and Ben because it's the one time we're reminded. It's almost like uh, Frakes gave gives them an opportunity to be to remind us how excellent they are and just. Right. They're, they're great actors, and it's a great moment. It's a great goodbye. The problem, it, it actually, let me frame it positively. It's Yeoman's work to still make a somewhat heartfelt scene when you know there are zero stakes. There are there is zero grounding because you know she's not disapp- You know she ain't going nowhere, and you know that the 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 resolution beat is about to come and this 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 goodbye means nothing so it's good that we get some that they are able to find it as performers to like give us because it's easy to play that next beat they know in this script and as actors that this is nothing it's a nothing burger but they still are able to ground it and give us something so it's something there's some protein you know what i mean there's a little bit of protein in this cotton candy yeah yeah um you know and and, and for me the only thing watchable about this entire episode is Jeffrey Combs' performance. Mm, oh, that's good. Good pick. As as Tehran, like he's so deliciously disgusting and weird and great. Um, and so it's it's both really cool to see his 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 first performance on the show. Um, but the character, like you said, that's a really interesting character, and it's an it's an interesting performance of it. Even though the dialogue isn't interesting at all. Mm-hmm. He's able to like chew the scenery a little bit and add a little stank on the dialogue to make it more tolerable. So, all right, let's uh, let's do some stem bolts, shall we? You get some stem are they self sealing? Yeah, oh, good. For who? Keith, okay. I think that that stem bolts uh, the last chord there uh-huh. uh, is my favorite 
resolution musically of all of the all of the bumpers you've done over the years for me. Really? Yeah. How about that? Except I don't know what kind of chord that is, but it's really cool. Yeah, it's got. got I think it's got a little, got a little extra, a little extra. Uh, like a thirteenth or there. something on there. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a, I think it's a two. So yeah, it'd be like an eleventh. But yeah. Anyway, okay, uh, so all right. I, I'll be the first to admit that today uh, I was under a crunch because I finished the episode eight minutes before we recorded this, so I've had to think about it on the fly, and, and nothing has gotten better. I'll put put it that way. It uh, My positives are that you got it's got the funny cork gag, so I guess that that's like something. It's got uh, – it looks great. Frank shot it really well. Uh, the always lit very well uh, I, I'm glad that the Jeffrey Combs character is interesting uh, because the other extra uh, the other guest stars are not interesting um, I, I think that uh, we, we've made a big deal this episode about being grossed out and how there's like a the lack of chemistry and how it doesn't make any sense that she'd be into it uh, so I want to Remove all of that snark for the following comments, because as Keith said, we're it's not we're not prude people, and it's 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 not that it's gross. It is gross, <laughs> but you might not feel that way, right? What is important though is that as as writers, as consumers of media, people that like fiction, what makes a love story work is anything. <laughs> right is is reason there's a reason to people the the most uninteresting concept for me about in romance is love at first sight i think it's uh in fact it's one of the things that i initially don't like about the story of the princess bride right is that it's just this love at first sight thing but they're able to overcome that a bit with chemistry because the two of them have such right. good chemistry. And also the sort of montage in the beginning, they show that they've been together for a long period of time and they, they've grown to, to love each other and they have great chemistry. Here, you have none of that. They don't yeah. explain why they like each other. She doesn't explain to anyone else. She's not given an opportunity to explain her feelings. All they give you, in fact, all of their dialogue, almost the entirety of their dialogue is sexual innuendo or overt sexual sort of propositioning which would be fine but we know because of Dax's history and because of things they've shown on the show that that she this isn't the first time she's explored sexually right so that, no, I mean yeah so right, go ahead it's just lacks credulity really in our opinion clearly shared so okay that's a problem but what if that's the whole episode and it neuters potential other plot f uh, fertilizer, right? We've got this whole planet that winks in and out. They've clearly, he he implies that in the non-corporeal state, they're not disappeared. They still exist. Something's happening. They're in the ether or something. But right. I can only explain it this way because they don't say anything about it. They don't explain it. All he says to Dax is, oh, we'll be together in a way you can't even imagine. Well, we can't imagine it either because they don't talk anything more about it. So it doesn't exist. And that's the thing. Keith, it's, this episode was like eating 45 hot dogs on Dollar Dog Night, realizing <laughs> it had no nutritional value, and all you have is a stomach ache and potentially diarrhea the next day. <laughs> that's kind yeah. of where I'm at. Uh, the other plot line is... Uh, 
uh, you know, 90s, uh, is, like, getting into, like, some, like, really blurry zones of, uh, like Keith said, I mean, I guess we wanted to explore it. Like, we, we did the practice before. Remember there's that episode where they're filming uh, the secretary in, in her bathroom with yeah. the VHS camera, and it's all sure, this. Sure, sure. It's that level seriousness of of sort of voyeurism and the criminal voyeurism and potential like treat it as a joke. Treat yeah. it as a joke, and yeah. and so it it doesn't really deserve more exploration from my point of that. It this is pretty bad, I gotta say. Uh, I don't see how I can give it more than. I mean, I watched it and I didn't want. I'm not wasn't urging to take it to turn it off. Uh, definitely had more fun talking about it with you. I'm going to give it 30, just straight 30 stembolts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sort of beat the same thing over and over and over again. But, um, you know, just reinforce. If this episode were about Dax finding a hot alien and boning the alien before he winks back out, great. That mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. And 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 that that fits the character that doesn't diminish the character in any way shape or form this version of dax it's not dax it's it's utterly diminished it's it makes no sense her behavior makes no sense her attraction makes no sense um you know his behavior is on a i mean wildly unattractive his first line is do the carpets match the drapes which is a joke yes. i made before he said it and it blew my mind i made yeah. it on the stream before he said it and yeah, I was it's like, gross it's 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 gross you know and and like it, it's so hard to put you know like it's hard to put your his lines yeah yeah it's like 12. yeah it's like an, an, an ai who'd only been on snapchat or whatever it's it's like he I, I think what's gross about it, it's not him, right? He's a perfectly attractive guy. He's a, he's a, he's a good actor. Um, it's Dax's reaction to him. It's the, mm-hmm. like, oh, flutter, flutter. Yeah. Reacting to, like, she should have been like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude. Uh, it's just, it's, it's just kind of gross. And you know, maybe what what I'm reacting to is like the entire episode has like a a layer of misogyny to it, mm. um, because as opposed to both Kira and Dax's sexuality being used from their point of view, from their using it for their purposes, for their strength, it's about men sort of subjugating them and 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 in this case like it just i don't know just like turning dax into a flibberty gibbet makes it's it's gross it's it's bad it's just bad you know and i like i get like oh we're gonna try to write this beautiful love story because i think from the the intent of the writers let's write this beautiful heartbreaking love story right if that was the intent then we did not of course that's what the intent was and it's just a swing and a miss, I, I think, because they didn't write our characters, and they didn't write him to be anything appealing. There's a version of this with the right actor, with the right writing. Let me ask that, you, may yeah. I, if I may, because I haven't read it, but generally, uh, one thing I love about the Deep Space Nine companion is that there is like a tone that indicates how they feel about the episode. Oh, they hate this. Okay, good. 
Yeah. No, everybody involved in this is embarrassed by this episode. No, like, including the writers. Like, I'm so sorry. I wish I weren't associated with this. Everybody (laughs) hates this episode. So, like, we're not not breaking new ground on disliking this episode. Um, So, uh, yeah, all right. So, all of that. Eh, It's bad. In fact, it's so bad. Mike, you don't even get double-digit stem bolts from me. I know this is going to screw up the averages and everything and whatever. Who cares? I just, I, I hate this episode with a fiery passion. So uh, it gets, ready for it? Yeah, do it. Nine, Nine self stem bolts. sealing stem bolts out of 100. Well, Keith, hold uh, on. Uh-huh. Because if there's anyone we know who can not love something, but still give it high stem bolts. Uh, but, and, and who are just going to love more things. I mean... If anybody can love the unlovable, it's your <laughs> wife, Mike. That's true. From the desk of the C Ch- Chancellor. Chancellor. What did Jen have to say? Hello, Chancellor Jen here. Um, my thoughts on Meridian. This was totally uh, giving me some Brigadoon vibes. <laughs> and I would love to hear some songs that Keith comes up with. Definitely on their little nature walk stroll, there's, there's definitely a... Uh, music theater duet to be had there i didn't quite buy the love at first sight and that dax was going to give up everything i loved the uh this the goodbye scene between jedzia and cisco was beautiful it was wonderfully acted and honest and i cried a little and the back at headquarters um i loved Kira and Oda working together to get back at Quark. And I mean, that that scene's got to be iconic, right? I could not stop laughing with Quark and his lady legs. So I'm going to give it an 87. I enjoyed it. Love you guys. Meridian, Meridian. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, First class, Jen. First class as always. Uh, All right, so it is now your turn to uh, let us know what you think of Meridian. Uh, Please leave a comment below. Give us a rating so that we can uh, include you in our viewer ratings. Yeah, I've been really, really impressed and heartened by all the people who aren't normal commentators on the show uh, who are watching and kicking in. And also all of you who are catching up uh, in the past... I'm seeing some episode. We just had some people comment on the Come Along Home episode. So there are, we're getting, the views are, are Keith, we're, not everybody's in real time. So thanks to everybody. We appreciate it. Look, there are, we, we get tens of views mm-hmm. every week. So uh, we really appreciate you watching and commenting. We definitely want to know all of your opinions on this and everything else. You can find all of our social medias and nonsense right here on the screen. If you're listening to the podcast, version the audio only uh i'm on all the various things at keith varney mike is on all the various things at mikey i 99 uh if you care to follow all those things i, I only tweet about hockey and about uh, i'm mad about the uh sure how the broadcasting sure it. to get off my lawn you ads I'm, I'm quite literally saying get off my lawn you ads uh, check out our other shows. Look at my Star Trek toys and K&M Geekly. And soon, strange new show. Look out. Uh, lots of fun stuff. Next week, thankfully, we are we are through 
We are out of oh, Brigadoon. We're going to be watching the episode Defiant, which should be Yeah, we paid all this money fun. for a new ship. we got to use it. Yeah, well, we're going to use it. Okay. We're going to use it. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, we'll see you all back here next week with that. Till then, this has been Keith and Mike. Watch Deep Space Nine. Thank you for watching KM Entertainment. If you enjoyed our particular brand of nonsense, please like and subscribe. Or become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash KM.